Welcome, Finn Andrews from the Vales. Hi, how you doing? I'm good, I'm good. How are you doing? You're in the midst of a tour with the Vales. Yeah, we're uh, two-thirds of the way through now. Just this big weekend ahead of us. Yeah, How's it been going? Through. Has it been fun? It's been great, yeah. It's... Um, my ancient bones are kind of not quite up to it, but I'm trying to get through it and uh, as best I can. <laughs> so you're out on the road, you're playing um, Nux Vomica, which The Vales released in 2006. Yeah, right. Uh, what, I mean, what's it like going back and playing some of that old stuff? It's pretty weird. Um, I've sort of, I didn't think it would be as strange as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to get into your like 19, 20 year old head. Mm-hmm. Um, some of these songs have sort of travelled with us since, and we've played a fair bit. But some of them have, uh, we literally haven't hadn't played once, I think, um, live since making the record. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's nice; they're hanging together nicely. It's only kind of the first thirty-five minutes of the show. It's quite a short record, and then we go off into uh, some newer stuff, and it's a bit of a kind of cross-catalogue mm-hmm. performance. Yeah. <laughs> does it does it bring out quite a rowdy crowd playing this particular record? Yeah, there's, it's uh, it was a little shocking actually. I made a solo record last year <laughs> that was very uh, organic and you know it's piano, intimate little piano songs, mm. and I've been touring that for the last couple of years. So these are the first Vale shows I've done in ages, and uh, it was great to be presented with a uh, full energy, sweaty. Stage divey um, <laughs> maniacs. That's yeah, great. right, right, yeah. right. Now, have you um, brought to brought together the original lineup that's sort of recorded and played on this record? Yeah, it's like a, a bit of an amalgamation due to the pandemic. We mm-hmm. have sort of half of the uh, people and another half who are from my the band that I use for the solo record. Mm. Um, and Liam's rejoined. Touring. Liam. Yes. Liam Gerard. Yes, who used yes. to write ads up here. Indeed. Yeah, Some yeah. very classic copywriting from <laughs> Liam Gerard. Yes, I've I've heard a few of those those yeah. ads. There's some good stuff in there. Who's it, who's in the who's in the full touring lineup of this current Vales iteration? Um so we've got Dan Ragebrook who came over from London, did the whole quarantine thing. Mm-hmm. We've got Liam who rejoined, then we've got uh, Dave Kahn on violin and Joe McCullum on drums. Oh wow. And Cass Basil on bass. Oh my goodness. So it's a six piece, so it's even bigger than usual. Bit of a superstar band. Yeah, man, it's been yeah. so much fun. Right. Um, yeah. Now this segment is kindly brought to you, dear listener, by Roundhead Studios. So I thought we could kind of maybe take a bit of a trip down memory lane with you, mm. um, Finn Andrews, and how you go about choosing a studio if you've you know assembled some songs and you're ready to go in and record, what's your process of choosing a studio and what do you look for if you're going to go and record somewhere? Is there kind of a checklist of things you think about or you just get a couple of reports from people or what's the... I mean, it's changed over the years. Um, I mean, for, for Nux, we were very much directed by uh, what the producer Nick Launay was after. Um, he was very specific um, and how far he, how far ahead of time do, do you get paired up with a producer by a record label or is it someone that you've met through the grapevine? Yeah, it was. Um, no, nah, just I mean, he's just had the most amazing uh, career. There's so many brilliant uh, records of his that I'd grown up listening to, and so we'd made one record before that, The Runaway Found, which was all songs I'd written when I was 14, 15. It was a, a, a lot lighter and kind of poppier and more adolescent, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I was so sick of it and sick of those songs that just wanted to make something uh, in a very different part of town, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lorne seemed like the perfect um, accomplice for that. He sort of specializes in these big, scary drum sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a lot of stuff with like Public Image Limited and um, made some really great, scary music with them. I think that was actually the first record he did when he was like 18. Um, anyway, so he owned, he part-owned the studio in LA and that was uh, why we ended up in Los Angeles and why we ended up at CD Underbelly Studios specifically. Well, what's the experience like of being in a city like LA and recording? Are you just at, staying at um, a hotel or put up in someone's house? And how long did you have? We were we were there for ages. We were sort of, it was sort of the last little moment when the record industry had any money. money. It was yep. kind of the last, I think maybe officially the last album made yep. uh, with any money. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were lucky. We had like three months over there. Wow. Um, which was amazing. So are you writing songs while you're going into the studio? It sounds like with that much time up your sleeve, you're potentially going, well, why don't, I've got this idea, we can work on it rather than having fully formed ideas or how did that sort of play out? We'd, we'd had it, had the songs for a while and we toured quite a bit in Europe mm-hmm. with a lot of them, but there was I, there were a lot of songs. We just sort of turned up with a lot of songs. Mm. Um, we weren't sure exactly what would make it onto the record. Mm-hmm. Um, Does it still work for you that way? Would you ever dedicate three months to recording an album? No, well now you have to be sort of more cunning. Um, this current, we're making another Vales record at the moment and we're just endeavouring to do it in these tiny little increments really sort of like one day in the studio and mm-hmm. then nothing for a few weeks and then go in again and just keep mm-hmm. sort of chipping away at this. Where else are you doing beast? that? Uh, down at the lab. Oh, yeah. With, with good, uh, heard good Tom reports. Healy. Tom yes. Healy. And a bit at Roundhead as well. We've been in there recently too. Mm-hmm. Um, How do you decide locally? Is it just w- where this space? I mean, both the lab and Roundhead have obviously got, you know, um, extremely good reputation. Yeah. So. Well, the, I mean, the lab was a, a great discovery for me and Tom Healy, who, you know, there's a lot of these really talented people down there. Joel Mulholland, mm. all these great people down there making records all the time. You know, there's like seven or eight rooms down there and it's just always this amazing little hive of um, um, young, sweaty people mm-hmm. um, making things. It was, it was great making the solo record down there. So I, really how, I mean, how do you decide this. between what's Finn Andrew's solo record and what's Avail's? I mean, that's just gotten very arbitrary now, really. Mm-hmm. I, think, um, pretty, I think everything now will be just Avail's. Yeah, um, that was a little. I had to go down a little side road for a while there, but I think I'm back in Vales, uh, Vales land from now on. I've just done a massive <laughs> tour of playing the Vales old catalog, so I'm ready to do Vales again. <laughs> yeah, uh, shall we play Jesus for the Jugular? Um, is would you say that this song goes the hardest live? What um, song is going the hardest, or why have you chosen this particular song? It's uh, it feels the most representative of this record for me. Mm-hmm. It, the record was made during the sort of height of this all the scary George Bush years um, and we were in the States and it felt like this kind of fundamentalist Christian um, presence was really starting to make itself known <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, the song was a, a bit of a sort of um, response to that um, yeah angry little beast let's hear it 
The Veils, Jesus for the Jugular, off uh, Nux Volmica. Um, the Veils currently out on the road in the midst of doing a tour, playing the whole album. If Finn, Finn Andrews, are you playing it start to finish? Is that how it goes down? Yeah, we've messed with the order a bit because it wasn't really working as a, a live thing. But yeah, mm-hmm. we do those 10 songs and then um, yeah, divert off into some other songs. Now, you're saying it was recorded in Los Angeles. Mm. Over a few months, what sort of experiences did you have either, um, I don't know, socially or mm. party-wise? Was there some sort of that carry-on that went along with recording the album? Yeah, I mean, we were so lucky to be there. Like, Nick had lived there for years, and um, we were really young. We were, like, 19 and hadn't really been uh, anywhere in the States before. And LA is so weird anyway. Mm-hmm. Um but we felt like we were just being sort of shown around by the most amazing tour guide and all these strange sort of goth clubs and Malibu parties and strange... I think on the first night we ran into Heidi Heidi Fleiss's attorney who was sort of walking around with this cat on his shoulder. Um, it sort of set the tone for the rest of the... <laughs> <laughs> a cat on his shoulder? Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was a really strange man. Um, but it all went along like that really just this sort of um long periods in the studio and then being taken around mm-hmm. um well, yeah, someone sticks in saying they caught a show in minneapolis oh. for the nux tour mm-hmm. and they've said uh, not, there's no question mark on the end of this but it says how was this album received in the u.s it was uh it was all right we kind of didn't spend as much time there as we did other places mm-hmm. um and after nux came out we moved to america we moved to oklahoma for six months mm-hmm. um to try and tour america as much as we possibly could living there and then driving all the way to the coasts to play shows and then driving all the way back to oklahoma again so that was sort of how we first started to make a bit of a name for ourselves over there but during the nux period we we really just made the record in la and then retreated back to london and just kept playing europe 
um, obsessively for the the year or two after that. It was on Rough Trade, right? Yes. Rough Trade to me feels like more of a European label, obviously yeah. being based in the UK, but it seems like um, that's the market, you know, for... Yeah, it was really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we, rough, we were signed to Rough Trade uh, when I was 17 and those first three records were all through them so yeah it was all very focused on on uk and europe really um do you have a favorite place to play in europe uh well the netherlands has always been very good to us amsterdam was sort of the first place that we could go and play to you know over like a thousand people Mm -hmm. and that felt pretty like really early on they really took to us um and i mean italy we've uh, sort of was basically living in italy for a while and um we've toured there a, a, a lot as well um yeah, I guess those two have been very good nice to us, one, those nice two countries. One. I'm just keeping an eye on the 6 o'clock news um, creeping oh, up on us. Okay. Now, if people are keen to uh, check out The Vales playing uh, Nux Vomica, mm. the Saturday show has sold out at the Power Station. Yes. But people can still get tickets to a, a Sunday show at the Power Station? Yeah, there's still a few for Sunday. Mm. Um, you can get them from Banished. Music. Yeah, banishedmusic.com. Yeah. Will there be any difference between the Saturday and the Sunday show? Yeah, I'll be way more hungover and <laughs> uh, I'll probably, we'll probably play some different stuff. Um, it's also Liam's birthday on the Sunday, so oh, nice I might one. bring a little cake out for him. Oh, excellent. Um, Silicon are opening the show. Have you played any shows with them yet on this tour? No, uh, Wellington and Auckland are the only two we get to do with, with Cody. Um, he's a great man and I can't, I just really wanted to uh, hear him and see him play. So we asked him if he would. Um, so that would be great. We had the Purple Pilgrims for, oh, yeah, for the nice one. of the country who were great as well. Excellent. Mm. Awesome. Well, uh, Finn Andrews, thank you very much for coming in this evening. I am going to play another song off uh, Nux Walmaker. It's nice. a, b- a birthday present. Okay. Mm-hmm. What can you tell me about the song? Uh, it's a, like... It's got some pretty sinister lyrics. Uh, when I was singing this, it sounds like this quite sort of pleasant, sort of folky, xylophony, <laughs> uh, washy sort of song. Um, but I'm really, uh, uh, it's some pretty venomous lyrics in there as well. All right. <laughs> Cheers, Matt. Cheers. Thanks for having me. See you at the power station on Sunday. Cool.
on 95 BFM, thanks to Roundhead Studios.